This is the RCF Podcast, and I'm here once again this week with Alice. Hello. And we're going to be discussing today a topic difficult for many Christians. Although we know it's important, it's one of the more difficult spiritual disciplines to maintain, and that subject is prayer. Many Christians struggle to have a consistent prayer life. I agree, and also I've found in my own experience that sometimes I struggle with what to pray. I find myself just repeating the same things over and over, thanking God for my family, thanking Him for the food, asking for healing or asking for help with certain things. But that's pretty much the extent of my prayers. Yeah, I definitely agree that there are many, many times that our prayer life seems boring and repetitive. There's actually a couple of passages where Jesus even tells us how not to pray. And so our prayer life is not supposed to be boring. In fact, he says in Matthew chapter 6, verse 7, And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for the Father knows what you need before you ask him. And that passage reminds me of so many of our prayers, these empty phrases, and we're, we're just repeating the same old things about the same old things, and it gets boring, and we don't really mean it. It's not really from the heart. It may be a written prayer that we're just reading. That's not what prayer is supposed to be. And the other passage where Jesus talks about ways not to pray is Luke chapter 18. And he tells the the story of a Pharisee and a tax collector that are both praying. And the Pharisee prays, God, I thank you that I am not like other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all that I get. And when I read that prayer, it's a very self-centered prayer that reminds me of so many of my own prayers in many ways. I may have not been looking down on other people, but it's a prayer that's really just focused on me. That Pharisee's prayer was not focused on the Lord at all. It was really a self-centered prayer. So those are a couple of examples of how we get wrapped up in meaningless prayers, and we end up praying those types of things over and over again. And so this is what we want to talk about today, is how can we have a meaningful prayer life that we want to pray? Not just that we pray because we have to, and we certainly know that there are plenty of scriptures we could go through and give the why for why we should pray, and maybe that's another episode. But I think many of us know why we should pray. We just don't know how to pray. And so this is where we want to focus our attention today, is how can we have a stronger prayer life? In the previous episode, we talked about how Bible intake is the most crucial spiritual discipline Mm -hmm. and how it even affects our prayer life. And here's how. Um, So I've talked to many students who talk about how they pray all the time, but they never read their Bible. I've had those exact same conversations, and I always come back to those people with, what in the world are you praying? Because we are told in Scripture to pray according to God's will. Right. That is found in 1 John 5, verses 14 and 15, which says, And this is the confidence that we have toward him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the requests that we have asked of him. 
So that's showing us that when we pray according to his will, we know that he hears us and we know that he answers us. So if we're just praying random things that come to mind, how do we know that it's according to God's will? Here's what we want to help you with today. This actually revolutionized my prayer life years ago when I learned to do this, and that is praying the Bible. And we referenced last week Donald Whitney's book, Spiritual Disciplines for the Christian Life, but he's also written a small book called Praying the Bible, where he talks about this exact thing. And so as I learned to pray the Bible, as I learned to pray the scriptures, it actually made prayer a lot easier. It was not me just trying to come up with random things to pray, but rather I let scripture be my guide for those prayers. That was definitely revolutionary for me. I had never learned to do that. I had a very similar experience as we read those books together. And I agree, my prayer life has not been the same since learning how to do this. So Matt, why don't you share with us how we actually pray the scriptures? As Donald Whitney talks about, the praying the Psalms is one of the easiest places to start. I would highly recommend starting there. Really, you can pray any of the scriptures. But before we go there... Let me give you one other helpful tool. Many of you may have heard of the ACTS model, A-C-T-S, and it stands for Adoration, Confession, Thanksgiving, and Supplication. And that has been really helpful for me, even as I pray the scripture, to look for certain things that I can pray. So let's start with a psalm. If you have a Bible, open it up to Psalm 96. Here's a great psalm. This is one of my favorites. Psalm 96 says, Oh, sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord. Bless his name. Tell of his salvation from day to day. Declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous works among all the peoples. For great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all gods. For all the gods of the people are worthless idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. So we could take that part, that's just the first few verses of that psalm, and we could take that and say, what is it about God that I can praise him for? That's the adoration aspect of it. And so we look through that psalm and we say, the Lord made the heavens. I can praise him for that. I can praise him for his creation. Praise him for making the heavens and the earth and all that is in it. I can praise him for his strength, that God is stronger than any other. He is the one to be feared. There's no other that I need to fear. Those are just a few things I can pick out just from those first few verses, praising God. So that's the adoration part. And then as we move on to the C, which is confession, we can look at those verses and see if there's anything in there that prompts us to confess any sin in our hearts. Yeah, and it may not be direct in there. It may not say, confess these things. So this is where our Bible intake, our Bible study really helps us. But right here from this psalm where it says, Oh, sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord and bless his name. I may, as I read this passage, recognize that I've not been praising God like I should. And so that could be a confession that I make is, Lord, I confess that my heart has not been focused on you. I have not been full of thanksgiving and praise. 
I've actually been grumbling and complaining. And then it talks about declaring his glory among the nations. Have I been hesitant to talk about God with my friends? Have I not been declaring his glory among the nations? That's definitely something that we can confess. Yeah, definitely. And the third thing is thanksgiving. Is there anything in this passage that we can give thanks to God for? Again, where he says, declare his marvelous works among all the peoples. And so when we're thinking about Thanksgiving, we're thinking, what has the Lord done? Not just who he is, that's the adoration and praise, but Thanksgiving is specifically, what has he done? We may look at our own life and say, Lord, I want to praise you for what you've done in my life even this week how you have blessed me, how you have worked in these ways. You have brought me encouragement when I needed it. And certainly we can praise him for what he has done in regards to our salvation. And that's where praying the scripture always helps us because we're always going back to that, his finished work on the cross. So there's always something to praise God for. Absolutely. And that's so helpful as we look to scriptures to see the things that he has done Um, not only in our lives, but we can see the things that he's done in scripture. And then there's always something to thank him for. The last letter there is S, and that stands for supplication. And that's basically where we ask God for things. This is what we're really good at. (laughs) Right. (laughs) In some ways. But I think even in this, we tend to pray for the wrong things. So if we're going to pray according to God's will, it's not Lord, I really want a million dollars. That's not the type of prayer that he calls us to pray. But he says to ask for what we need. So we can go to him and ask him for anything. But this is where the scripture guides us in that. Again, if we go back to Psalm 96 and we look at this is who God is. This is what he has done. And we've already confessed that we haven't been praising God, that we have been grumbling and complaining, then one of the things that maybe I'm asking him for is that my heart would have a greater desire for him, a greater love for him, so that I will praise him and give him thanks, and that I'll do his will and do the things that he's called me to do. Just looking at those few verses, we can see some pretty clear ways that we can pray the scripture. And we didn't even read the whole psalm. That was just a few verses. And that's just one psalm. But let's go back and talk about these just a little bit further because I want to show you some other examples where praying the scripture can be helpful and where it guides us. So let's look at a different passage and walk through this again, showing examples of how we can do this from a different passage. Yeah, let's look at a New Testament passage, maybe. Let's check out 1 John 1, 5 through 10. This is the message that we heard from him and proclaimed to you, that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light... We have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus his Son cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. So a passage like that is very different from the Psalms, right? It's not just God is this, God is this, God is this. Although, We can find something in there to praise God for. It says that God is light, and in him there is no darkness at all. Everything in God and who he is is good. 
There is no sin in him. That's certainly something that we can praise him for. Right. And we see from this passage, the the confession aspect is very easy because there's a lot of things here that prompt us to confess our sins. Yeah, definitely. John says in verse 8, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. I think many times we can think that we're innocent and we think that we haven't been in sin. And so maybe that's something that we need to confess, that we need to repent of, that I was justifying myself in this situation. But I recognize that now because of this passage. Right. And this is where praying the scripture is really helpful because there may be specific things that come up as you read a passage that you would have never thought to pray about or you weren't thinking about that particular way that you have sinned and it comes to light through this passage. And so this is really helpful for our confession in the same way that it's helpful for adoration because I may not have thought to praise God that he is light, that there is no darkness in him at all. What do we typically pray in prayers of adoration to God? God, we praise you for your love, right? And again, that's where it gets repetitive and it gets old. But if we pray the scriptures, we have 66 books that are just filled with the attributes of God, that we can praise him for things that we haven't thought of, that God is unchanging, that God is faithful, that God is omnipresent, that God is all-knowing, that God is sovereign. The list goes on and on and on, even in his justice and some of those more difficult passages. We can still praise him for those things. The same way with confession. We have 66 books to go through, and if you can't find anything there to confess, there's so much in here. And and every time we go to the scriptures, it acts as a mirror, as James tells us, to show us our sin. When we go to the law in the Old Testament, we see what we need to confess. This is what we need to repent of and turn from it. So with adoration, confession, thanksgiving, supplication, all of those things, the scripture really helps us to pray differently. Right. And there's definitely an order here when you're looking at adoration, confession, thanksgiving, and supplication. We start with looking at God, Mm -hmm. praising him for who he is. And that prompts us to then look at ourselves and see where we fall short. And that's where the confession comes in. That's a great point, because I I know we read a book that had that order reversed. It says you go to God and confess first and then praise him for who he is. And I think that that completely changes our prayer, because how am I going to pray if I'm focused on me first? If I'm focused on me, even on my sin That changes the way I pray. So I want to pray first, knowing that God is holy. That's what I want to see first from this passage in 1 John. And then my confession will flow out of that. Right. Not the other way around. And then after you confess, you can immediately thank God. As it says here in 1 John, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. What more can we thank God for? And then we go into supplication. At that point, we have praised God. We have confessed our sin. We have thanked God. And now we're free to ask him 
But our hearts are already more in tune with his will at that point. So what we ask him for... Is not the million dollars. Right, exactly. (laughs) You're not going to be asking him for the luxury items and things like that that we may otherwise pray for when you recognize, I'm sinful and I deserve nothing, but God is holy. And so now what I'm going to ask him for is going to be more in line with his will as opposed to my will. Right. And I think also our supplications will change because we're going to see the deeper need. A lot of times I think we pray for the surface level needs, right? but what people truly need is salvation. And I think that that's going to change what we ask for and how we ask for it when we get to that supplication part. Yeah, the scripture brings to light the spiritual needs, and that's what's most important. So in this passage, what are we going to ask God for? I'm going to ask God, help me to walk in the light. That needs to be my desire and my prayer. But would I have prayed that today if I'd not been in the scriptures and read that passage? Probably not. What I would have been asking for, again, is my list of prayers. And and that's not to say that we can't pray for your neighbor who is sick and those types of things. We actually see that in Scripture as well, that we are to pray for those who need help in some way, even our own circumstances. We, we see that David prayed that in the Psalms when he needed refuge, when he needed rescue. But even that looked a little bit different than what we would often pray. We, we may pray, God, get me out of this situation. And our prayers, when they're shaped by the scripture, may be, Lord, help me to see things rightly as you do. And so maybe this circumstance is not going to change, but you're going to change my heart in the process, or you're going to give me the endurance that I need to make it through this. So maybe the disease doesn't go away. Maybe it's a terminal illness, but God is going to give that perseverance and endurance and help grow me spiritually through that process when I'm praying like that. But if I'm only praying, God, make this disease go away, then I just get discouraged when that disease doesn't go away because I don't recognize what he's doing in me through that circumstance. We hope that this podcast encourages you to pray differently We hope that you put these things into practice and that this will revolutionize your prayer life as well. And we think that you'll find from Genesis to Revelation, you'll be able to put these things into practice in your own prayer life to find things to praise God for, to confess, to thank God for, and then to ask God for. Yeah, and I hope that it also encourages you to get in the Word that you'll see the importance of this. So hopefully this makes it clearer why we said Bible intake is the most crucial spiritual discipline, that it will help your prayer life, that without Bible intake, what are you praising God for? How do you know who he is? How do you know exactly what to confess in your life? How do you know what you can give thanks for and and what are you asking him for? So I hope it encourages you in both of those spiritual disciplines, both Bible intake and prayer. And I would say those are the most foundational of the spiritual disciplines, that without them, everything else is going to flounder. Put these spiritual disciplines into practice this week. Make it a daily habit and be encouraged. Enjoy your time with God, getting to know him better and praying as he's called us to pray in accordance with his will. Well, I know we could talk a lot more about this, but we're out of time. And so, Alice, thanks again for joining us today. And we hope you will all tune in again next week 
for the next episode. If you have questions about what you've heard or you have suggestions for a future episode, email us, podcasts at roadiefellowship.com. And if you'd like more information on Rody Christian Fellowship, visit our website, roadiefellowship.com, or our Instagram page at Rody Fellowship. <laughs>